What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve, Gigi, and Dr. Wes Hendricks, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as all sorts of terrible health misinformation. We have a special guest today. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi, guys. Malachi Friedman, uh, black belt, owner of American Top Team Low Country. Um, I don't know what else. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, MMA. These are all my kind of uh, things that I do. All right, awesome. So we always like to start the show with like getting kind of a, a background or letting the, the listeners get a little background on our uh, on our guests. So okay. like how, how did we get to this point? How did we have, you know, did, were we just born with a black belt and a beard that would make any hipster in Asheville jealous? Like, <laughs> how did we get to this point? Um, like give us a little bullet points of how I, we started, like what got us into like, you so know, it's gonna, large. yeah. Those gonna be a. It's, so this is a crazy, mm-hmm. weird story. Um, I love crazy weird. Yeah, stories. this is great. Right. So, new listeners. so <laughs> both my parents are are pretty well educated. Okay. Um, I chose to be as stupid as possible in school. <laughs> um, I still had all the, the the ability to be smart and mm-hmm. to educate myself. I just decided not to, and I started to decide to party at an early age. Got. Uh, into a lot of fights and then at some point I'm at like a crossroads at 19 partying all the time and not like just working and not knowing what I like to do and I liked fighting and I was like well I'm I like that's the one thing that I you know like kind of animalistic like yeah. like when you get into a fight whether I got punched a bunch or I didn't get punched at all it was just amazing experience whether you lost or won it was yeah, just it amazing. i don't know if yeah. i've ever said it. that was an amazing experience yeah. definitely not <laughs> it, certain people it, man like yeah so there's just that that feeling and so i decided that i was going to uh move because i could not like so if i stayed with my in this charleston area i would have been probably eaten up um, you grew up in charleston yeah i grew up in charleston oh, okay. i'm from charleston okay, cool. um and had i stayed i would have got eaten up so i decided to move everything I had to Oregon, which would, they said was the biggest fight population town uh, besides Rio de Janeiro. Right, where in Oregon? Uh, so Gresham, which is outside of Portland. Okay, yeah. Like so, street fighting you're talking about, right? Or you're talking well, so about- no, no, no. This is cage fighting. So UFC, okay. stuff like that. Um, I decided like I want to be, in, I, I'd already done a little bit of jiu-jitsu um, and I, I really enjoyed that, but everything else got in the way. So like friends, you know, like, like, you wanted but, no distractions. Yeah. So, but I knew that like, there's no matter what, I was going to go out and inhale my friends and I was probably going to get drunk. I'm probably going to get in a fight. I'm mm-hmm. probably gonna, I could get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. It was just that, that constant, like, there's nothing here that's going to, like, I'm not going to stay focused here. And yeah, then the yeah. moment I went to Oregon, um, I, I went to a place called Team Quest. Um, that was when they had Randy Couture. They had Evan Tanner. They had um, uh, Chris Lieben. Um, they had just, just the nut, this, the biggest names, Dan Henderson. Yeah. Um, and I started training and I stopped drinking because I wanted to be my best. Cause the training was always like early. It was like mm-hmm. 11, just early, but it was like 11. And, <laughs> Trickle uh, it's early. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so I just stopped and I, and I just wanted to be better and better and better. I became obsessed. I started watching tape on other fighters and okay. copying and like, so that's when I started doing the smart stuff that I do now. Mm-hmm. Like I started <laughs> studying and really taking my time. And um, I ended up uh, moving in with was then the UFC world champion, uh, Evan Tanner. Okay. And there's a lot of stories there. He, he, he was kind of off the wagon, you know, like just he had a beard too. Um, he had a, like a, not a Bronco, but like a land cruiser, whatever the, with the uh-huh. top off and oh, like, yeah, yeah. Had to push it down the hill to start it. And we ended up going to Vegas <laughs> and like training out of Vegas, doing all different kind of crazy MMA homeless activities while fighting while still like, okay. while he has like probably like 300,000 in the bank. It was just an insane <laughs> moment in my life. I'm fighting Atlantic city and I'm, and then I finally, 
And how old were you at this point in time? 21. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. 21. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it was just basically like, hey, this guy's a world champion. Anywhere you go, yeah, people yeah. want him. Yeah, of course. Um, and so I basically just traveled around with him. Okay. And just did insane, crazy training that made zero sense. Okay. Sometimes it was like, you know, like, <laughs> like um, I think mainly it was because of, he was, he was an alcoholic at the time, okay. like a, a severe alcoholic. Um, I think one of his, his biggest pictures that he's known for is work on top of, uh, I took the picture and we're on top of a, a mountain and like we were running up the mountain and then pickaxing the top and running back down, getting ready for a fight. And I'm chugging water and he's chugging a beer like immediately after and like so like there's just a picture of him like with his shirt off chugging uh-huh. a beer like in the desert you know <laughs> the it, desert. yeah awesome. and so uh i ended up moving to philadelphia to work with this uh company that i was fighting for okay. and they ended up kind of falling through and then i came back to charleston and i taught for six months okay. and finally i got a call from american top team okay and they're like hey can you work with this guy yeah um and i was like yeah yeah. And then they called me back and they're like, do you want a permanent spot? Do you want to come down and keep training with us? And yeah. I kind of, I said, I'm like looking at Charleston and I'm like, this is not, nothing's happening here. Yeah, this yeah. is before anybody of any note, this is before it was even legal here. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so like the gym's not, the gym's doesn't look right. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the faces don't look right. And I'm not done learning. Yeah. yeah. And so then I moved to Oregon. Okay. Or just, uh, Florida. Florida. Yeah. Okay, and then, so they wanted you to come down and work with them. What did they want you doing specifically? So there's guys called camp guys. Camp guys, okay. Yeah, and so we want to fight. And so so I, I advise any of you guys, don't be camp guys. Um, <laughs> it, it seems like like to those – so I, I try to tell my, my uh, fighters, like, it seems really cool to fight some of the best guys in the world yeah. and to spar with them, but not on a daily basis. Okay. Like, if you're just like the you're guy – like, beat up. Yeah, you're, you're just getting phone calls and be like, hey, can you help this guy get ready? And you're like, yeah. And then you're like, okay, I'm done. And like, nope, you get on the phone call and it's like, can you help this guy get ready? And you're yeah. like, man, I'm kind of spent, but yeah. And you're just, <laughs> so you're just – you're basically – you know, you're getting ready for your own fight and you're trying to cut weight, but then at the same time, you're getting a guy who's – maybe two weight classes outside of your, your weight class okay. you know, and you're trying to help him get ready for a fight, which yeah. felt very loyal and it felt very good. But mm-hmm. at the same time, after what it did to my body and yeah. things that it, like, it was what like, you it, it, yeah, it, yeah, it didn't like, yeah. yeah it, I mean, it made me very, very tough and it made me a more intelligent fighter. Like it, it helped me. I, I jumped great deal, but you can do that now smarter. It's like, you know, like, like any other sport you sh- you should now like, prioritize your training so that you're healthy and you're improving. Mm-hmm. And Which we know is, we can do now. Yeah, we can do that. Like two days yeah. of football or like right. hitting each other every day. You can do stuff out of pads. Right. So, so probably yeah. like what the early football training was, which is like, we're just going to run our guys ragged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As possible. And they were probably mean and they're ragged, but their shelf life was nothing. Like yeah, yeah. If you want to keep a quarterback for 10 years, yeah. you better take care of his arm. You better, you know, Guard him, not getting hit. Yeah, yeah, there's no reason that he should be getting smashed during. I'm sure Tom Brady does not get smashed too often in practice. Right, and so there's smarter ways, and and Mm -hmm. now I know it. But before then, I was just like, yeah, I like fighting. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's a champion right now. This guy's ranked number one in the world. Yeah, I'll see how it goes, and then yeah, kind of slowly deteriorated myself. But um, then I spent the the rest of my time there. coaching um kind of i I coached him i did i took myself out of fighting mma and then i uh coached jiu-jitsu coached mma and then kind of uh continued that way okay yeah so how long have you been doing jiu-jitsu now or when did you become more serious about it because it sounded like so 2002 or 2001 would be when i started when i started getting serious was probably the end of 2002 or 2003. Okay. Um, when I moved out to Oregon, yeah, that was about 2003, I would think. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. what is that, like, what does the training look like? Like, what's, you know, um, like for my, when I did it or when, or when <laughs> now, today? Let's do when you did it and now. Okay. Yeah, so, the improvements have been <laughs> so when I, so when I did it, we showed up and uh, none of us liked each other and everybody wanted to win and we fought immediately so we got in our gloves and we just went to knockout or submission and then 
again okay. and then again and then again so it's like scrimmaging again. every day yeah every like single day no yeah there's there's zero yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> there, there was zero like hey i think i'm doing well with this it's like zero like this guy helping you when showing you why he took you down this way it was yeah, just yeah, like right. you just constantly clashed with each other i think it was some of the gym environment some of uh of who we were and just you mm-hmm. know like we pretended like we like we liked each other but you know, like, <laughs> it was in the infancy of the sport. Yeah, you know, like it was. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, there was not much of an understanding of how to train for this, other than right. to work on like do a little bit of jujitsu, do a little bit of boxing. Now put those all together, you know, and and so that's what it looked like on that end. There was um, no other like weight training, running. There was running, but there was there, running, there was you know, whatever. There was definitely like nothing was regimented to where like hey this is going to be your rest day this is going to be yeah, your yeah. hard day this is going to be your let's well, just go just go 100 yeah. it's like yeah if you show up to the gym you better be ready yeah yeah and there's like you can't you couldn't say like hey i'm not sparring today you know, <laughs> it just wasn't on the on the cards it was just okay oh, now you're gonna nope you guys are gonna spar and it's like no i don't have my mouthpiece it's like all right well find my mouthpiece yeah <laughs> gotcha yeah. So there's no regiment there's no weight training there's no cardio there's no flexibility work just like i mean i think we recover we did kind of weight train but like like i think like like if we all just met for the first time and we none of us knew how to weight train and we just like i did a little bit of bench and i knew this one workout and then you knew a workout i'd show you a workout and just like throw weights around the room and then like pretend that we were it was a fight i don't know it was very it was very interesting yeah yeah now it's i break all those so i wouldn't even take a guy who uh wants to be a fighter so like like i want to be an mma fighter well then you have to do these disciplines like i'm not going to because now mma is so um it's almost the inner interconnecting webs between the martial arts so it's like wrestling with striking or brazilian jiu-jitsu with striking or it's um you know like learning how to connect everything together um and so if i can't teach you if you don't know how to do Mm jiu-jitsu or even know how to wrestle or know how to box at all, then I, I don't know what to do with you. Yeah, it's yeah. like anybody who sells like, Hey, this is an MMA beginners class. And you don't know anything. Yeah. You, you're not going to have longevity for the most part. Okay. Um, it can happen. Like there's special situations out there, but I want a guy who, who knows how to do an arm bar before yeah. he knows how to like, before he's getting hit in the face doing arm bars. Makes and then, sense. yeah. So then I can like coach these guys and like, I can take the foundation and I can make it MMA. And I okay. can take like, okay, this is your foundation of boxing and kickboxing. This is how you change it a little bit. This is what you should be looking for. You're a wrestler. This is how you change it. Mm-hmm. You're jiu-jitsu. This is how you change it. Do so you need some sort Everything's of modified. First. Yeah. You can't yeah. just be in really good shape and have to give them street <laughs> fights and just be like, all right, let's do there's, this. There's guys like that, but then they have to go to the other classes. They have to go to this. They can't just do MMA. They have right. to go to jiu-jitsu class yeah so like I, i'll take a guy who's just like a, a specimen and be like man this guy's gonna be amazing yeah um and he picks things up fast but he has to go to those other classes yeah, yeah. too because it'll be just completely chaos yeah because you can't coach a guy who doesn't know anything yeah makes sense like it's like come up to your knees you know run the double they don't know what they don't yeah know, they don't know like, what you're saying yeah sounds a lot like crossfit you know you take somebody that's played d1 sports and wants to get into crossfit or something or like we'll look at matt frazier like an olympic lifter you mm-hmm. know they've got a great base but if they don't have that base or they don't have all those other skills or whatever, it seems kind of yeah, sprinting, handstand walking, yeah. like you need to kind of put everything together. It's interesting. Who could, who would have thought the the fundamentals, <laughs> you know, the basics? It doesn't matter if you're kicking someone's ass or yeah. like exercising for time. The fundamentals are like the key thing to everything. No, no kidding. So it's really funny. The um the thing that's really drawn me and you together. It's not like you and I are friends, really. I don't think you and I are friends. Um, But the thing is, like, that we get – the thing you and I agree on is that, like, like the way we practice, I feel like we're not selling out. Like, it'd be really easy to tell somebody, uh, you need to come three times a week for the next ten weeks. Yeah. You know, take their money, but I really don't think we'd be benefiting them or doing them – we'd be doing them a disservice. And whenever – so I've been going, taking classes. I think we've talked about the little little bit over at ATT Country. (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't know if I'd be jealous yet. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> because I forced well, myself yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the one thing, like, whenever I'm sitting there waiting, because a lot of times I like to watch the other classes before my class, and at the end of class, he'll always say, he'll always say, you know, he'll harp on, you know, don't think about the belt, don't think about your promotion, don't think about the next result or anything like that. Just focus on yourself. Don't worry about the other guy that's getting a promotion. 
and it's probably a lot like from your from mine and your perspective of like you know probably not selling out not just giving somebody else a belt because you know they want a fucking belt or whatever you know until they're ready kind of like you and i are you know it's, it's similar and i think that's what drew me to him in terms of um Putting the focus on something that's really important and yes. not on superficial things. Yes, yes, as opposed to the end result. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Now, is that something that you, There's, you struggle with a lot as, yeah, as you're a business I, owner too? Yeah, this is probably the hardest way to run a business. Oh, I'm um, sure. <laughs> so, it's the only right way for yeah. longevity. Yeah. yeah. You can go into that. But yeah. For the, for, for, so I come from, my lineage is very, very close to the root. Okay. Um, Ricardo Laborio is my, my, my master. His master was Carlson Gracie. Okay. His master was Carlos. Okay. And then it goes Maeda. That's okay. it. Yeah. Like, so like, and then there's a lot of guys that, I mean, I, and I understand the hobbyists and, and, and like, so you have to treat hobbyists and competitors differently. You have to treat like somebody who's older yeah. differently. Like, so there's all, all, always different ways to treat people, but I, I can't water down the sport. Yeah, yeah. And like, if my name's attached to it, if, and I see it a lot. I yeah. see like the belt to keep the guy. Yeah, it's yeah, like I gotta, I gotta it's keep this guy. Yeah, it's like I gotta mean like so. A lot of the times they do promotions with like their with their the headmaster, and then everybody comes in and they they pay the hundred dollars for the for the seminar, yeah. and then they know that somebody's getting belts or something's yeah. happening yeah. like this, and it's it, it's a it's a business model for them to survive. Yeah, but like it it really kind of tarnishes. Like what I try to make, like, I don't want to know when my guys are going to get belts. Like yeah. right now I have five, six white belts that could be blue belt at any given day. Yeah. Yeah. But there's one thing that's off or they're already on and I want to see them still coming. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wanna, yeah like, 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 yeah. Do you, like you might, you care about that belt, but do you love jujitsu more? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, got, do you like this? Because put me back at white belt. I like this more. Mm -hmm. I like this more than anything else that I do. Um, and it doesn't matter. Like, you know, like you have to realize at the end, like, yeah, it's a good, it's, it's a hierarchy in the gym. It's good to walk around like, well, I'm higher than these other guys. Yeah, yeah. This, this is signifies, but if you're a white belt tapping out blues and purples, that should be good enough for you. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. You should definitely be content with this and you should be like, okay, there's a plan. Yeah. There's a plan. And I don't know what it is. Coach won't tell me what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I shouldn't have to. It's yeah. like everybody's different. Everybody has a different has a different measuring stick. But deep down, a blue belt should be able to submit anybody, I believe, almost on the planet. Okay. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. Almost on the planet that does not know jujitsu. Okay. So that's like my 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 very insane guarantee. It's, it's like your standard. He's yeah. setting a standard. He has a standard. Is that if if this guy's a rugby player from, and I, and I've, you know, being at ATT, I've, I've, I've trained with NFL all-stars yeah. and they are insane yeah. and submitting them is, is almost impossible. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I think I, I, I rolled with, um, a guy from the all blacks, New Zealand rugby team oh, and, was, and he was, oh my God. he was like six, three, but like maybe two, two, two twenty, maybe less, yeah. like, but very, very lean. Yeah, yeah. And this was, I, I'm trying to show monsters. this. Yeah, I'm trying to show this move on him, and he's like, "That wouldn't work." And I'm like, "Oh my god, he's gonna do this for me in class." And then, <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, "No, it will." And then he like, he's like, "We start to like rolling in front of the class, yeah, which yeah. is really a no-no." Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like, I don't get the move on him. I end up submitting him with something else, but in, like within 20 seconds later, but with a different move. And I'm yeah. like, "Okay, got out of that one." Yeah. But like, <laughs> like, yeah, you're gonna reach freak. Like, okay, a freak athlete like that. Yeah, and this is like at the time that I was black belt. Yeah. I was recovering from an injury, so I hadn't rolled. It was yeah, like yeah. first time rolling, but it was like, yeah. oh, here we go. We'll see yeah. if things hold together. Yeah. But like, yeah, if they don't have any understanding of what is going on, and they're they, and you know biomechanics, you know, yeah. uh, you know, you know the physics of this sport. Yeah, you should be able to get all the leverage. Get, yeah, you have. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah. So I remember the first time I ever came into class, like dropped in to try to roll, and like I'm 150 pounds. I can deadlift 425, so it's, like, decent. He had me roll with someone for the first, and the, who I was rolling with was definitely taking it very easy on me. Yeah. He was probably about 150 pounds as well. The guy probably couldn't deadlift 185. <laughs> Didn't matter. He was, yeah. like, updating Instagram on the other hand and just, and just like, so, oh, it was terrible. I, I was so devastated. Yeah. It was, But after that, I was, like, it was just, like, mind-blown 
what the hell? Like, it's all cool my strength, student all too. my fit. Yeah, it's you awesome. Know? It's really cool. But he's absolutely right. The whole, you know, leverage, you know, all that stuff. It's so interesting because it really, like, all that strength in the world did not do jack shit for later. Me. Later it will. Yeah, later. <laughs> right yeah. Now, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I understand the fundamentals. But, I, yeah. Um, that's really cool, though. I love it. So that you have the standard that blue belt should be able to submit just about. Is that your Any, Anybody that does not know. Okay. Like any grappling, so yeah. so so let's, let's. I think they should be able to beat most wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. That haven't that haven't had. Any, but wrestlers are, of course, you know, we're talking about D one level wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Man, we're talking about super athlete. You yeah, know, yeah. Was, of course. You know, Jordan Burroughs or any of these guys, super athletes. They're going to be. You should still be able to have a good chance because they're mm-hmm. going to leave their neck out there, and yeah. you should know how to finish. Uh-huh. But yeah, if they don't know jujitsu and they haven't grappled before, um they should be able to be submitted pretty easily or controlled. Okay. If you can't, if you can't submit them, you should be able to control them. Okay. Which is dominating the yeah, position. Yeah. 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 So let's just for the people that don't know anything about jujitsu that are listening to this, let's go like quick bullet points, the belts, how long, like on average, man, my, my, my criteria is <laughs> much different. Well, I, I love um, that too. And I want to preface it. When I talk to other people now that I've gotten more and more into BJJ, you know, I start to talk to people and it's really interesting that they'll be like, you know, you know, I'm a blue belt at this school, but I wouldn't be a blue belt at that school or, so it's really interesting, you know, there's not this one standard, yeah, which that, I thought yeah. there was. I didn't yeah. Which is very yeah. interesting, but I'll sense. let you go now on this. Yeah. It's, it's really up to the, to the coach, um, you know, and, and where they, where they're going to place them in. And I'm lucky enough to have eyes on all my guys constantly. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, and I sometimes have to look at them and be like, they're not a black belt. Stop looking at them. Like, like they made a mistake. Yeah. They're making a blue belt mistake. They're not making a black belt. They're not. They're not a black belt making a blue belt mistake. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would say two, three, or four years to blue. Like, okay. So like and that's, so, and so, then so white so, is the first one, then the next one is blue. Blue. Yeah. Wow. So just I love that because like everyone is like so like now. Third now, five now, people now. just turn the other way as soon as you say it, they're like nope. Not two to four. Me. Yeah. Where's like, two weeks? Yeah, two weeks, and he's saying just to go to the. The first step is yeah. fucking four. That's awesome. I love that. So continue yeah. now. It, it, listen, it hurts the sport great. Like so, that is also yeah, yeah. what hurts the sport is that we don't have so many belts. Yeah, um, it, it makes the sport strong, but yeah. it also hurts us because when in karate, you're like, hey, one year you're going to get this belt. Yeah, next year you're going to get this belt. Yeah, yeah. you're going to get this curriculum. There's like a, a set curriculum of katas and and sidekicks that you're going to learn and yeah, be yeah. proficient in. And it's like jujitsu is not like that. Yeah, this yeah. is a variable always changing yeah. modifying it's like so can i give you a list of moves that you should know sure but yeah. that list is going to change constantly because against the person you go against yeah 100 percent. so um when i give a, a blue belt to somebody in two years they have put every ounce of themselves into it yeah if i give it to them in three years they have put every ounce of themselves into it, but they also have other things going on in their life. Yeah. Four years, I feel like is normal. Maybe three and a half to four years is normal okay. because so these are people that have lives that, yeah, yeah. you know, they have kids that are maybe older, they have other priorities, but as long as they know that like, and, and, and I will not <laughs> be bullied into, yeah, yeah. like, like I'm going to take my business elsewhere. I'm like, God dang it. Well, yeah. See you around. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, it sucks, but I'm going to stick to my guns. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love that. That's because so many people I feel like wouldn't, you know, because they would just feel pressured into, oh, fuck, you know, I got to. Yeah, I might as well just lose. make this guy happy. Yeah, he's not going to water it down or kind of yeah. go against yeah. his. My bottom line. And this is, and the funny thing is, I won't water down the first belt. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like so if I won't water down the blue belt, yeah. I'm, the black belt is, is just creme de la creme and like, like you're still learning. Like yeah. so, so I know I know a black belt when I see one. I know a brown belt when I see one. When they're still asking, like so, there's a purple belt stigma like, where like a purple belt they know a lot. Like yeah. all of a sudden they they start, they start to believe that they're figuring they figured out jujitsu for themselves. Okay, and they're now tightening it. Yeah. When I know they're a brown belt is when they start having questions again. Okay. It's like oh no, this guy's becoming brown. He's questioning every single thing he's doing okay. because I question every single thing I'm doing. Yeah. And when I feel it, I'm like. Every time I, I'm teaching, I'm actually drilling the move myself and I'm yeah. teaching and I'm looking at it, how all the mechanics are working and it, is there a better way for this? Yeah. Have I, have I, do I see this differently now? Because mm-hmm. my arm bar at blue belt is different than my arm bar at black belt. Mm-hmm. My arm bar in 10 years might be different. And it, I, 
I always, it can always change, mm-hmm. you know? So then we go blue belt and after blue belt is what? Purple. So what's the time frame getting? I would say, I would say, so it starts getting simpler. Okay. Blue belt to me is the standard. Okay. So that means that I put a, so when, for, for other people, that means that that's how they keep them in the gym. Yeah. For me, it's how I know that they're going to stay in jujitsu. Okay. If yeah, that person's puts, a lifer. That person said two to four years. Yeah, they're, they're less likely to she's quit. not going to take the first step. <laughs> right. So, like, so like most people quit at blue. Yeah. Okay. And because they got their blue belt in a year or two. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm done. Okay. And they're going to go do the other stuff in life. Yeah. And for me, it takes that much longer. They're like, well, I invested a whole lot of time. I'm not going to stop now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like three or four years. Like I'm, I'm in it for for life. Yeah. It's like until I get the black belt okay. and. So after to purple, sometimes it's two years, sometimes okay. it's three. Okay. Um, it depends on what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I have a student of mine that, that teaches jujitsu. Um, and he, I would say that my standard for him has been reached for Brown, but not, but it, it, it's close to being reached for, for uh, a teacher. Yeah. But like, men, you're going to, ha- you're going to be questioned way more. So you, I want, that person to feel way more confident yeah, yeah. in themselves. Like when they have that brown belt on and yeah. close, it's like, that's like a, a light black. We call that the, the light black belt, okay. you know? Yeah. And for them to really feel comfortable in all situations, mm-hmm. if anybody walks in and questions what they know or, or the, they're, they really do have a expertise in it. Like yeah, yeah. a brown belt should be almost an expert. Okay. This sounds like so interesting. I'm just making this observation. It sounds like, mastering anything like mastering yeah. healthcare, yeah. chiropractic, PT. It's like the same kind of version. It's like you initially know absolutely nothing. Then you kind of go to PT school and then you think, you know, everything like, a <laughs> yeah. yes. And then you're yes. good for a while. And then you're like, you think, you know, everything. Yeah. And then at some point when you, when I know somebody's really good, like yeah. you or, or yeah. a healthcare provider, you're asking more questions and you know, you realize all the stuff you actually don't know. And that's yeah. when you've kind of reached that ultimate level of understanding yeah. is like, man, I actually, I don't know. Shit. Like I'm really good at this. Yeah. That's fine. I can come in, I can treat anybody. I can get you better. Yeah. But like, I actually don't yeah, yeah. know anything. I have, it's like, yeah. Crap. Don't know anything. Yeah. Which is, it's just cool. To see that's that, the, you know, continuum. I feel like that's the true mark of somebody who wants to be a, an expert. Like I don't call them. Yeah. Ma- I can't saying I can master jiu-jitsu is I think a ridiculous statement Yeah, because it's going to be always changing. I'm never going to master every yeah. part of it. Like, so there's leg locks. Mm-hmm. I know most leg locks and I know most defenses to leg locks. Mm-hmm. There has become a whole new genre of entering yeah. into leg locks okay. that, that is way down the rabbit hole of, of in, it's become its own sub culture of jujitsu. Okay. Um, I know it. I yeah. don't know it like the back of my hand. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of other things much better. So to master that, I'm going to have to take a look at that later. Okay. Right now I'm, at, I'm on this Avenue looking at it this way yeah. and at some point, I'm going to have to turn my, my attention to that. Yeah. But then something else will pop up. Yeah. Something else, some other subsystem, some other yeah. uh, variant will come up, and I'll have to address that. And I'm never going to stop. Yeah. Like, you know, and, yeah. and my students will show me new things, or there's always yeah. new things being invented or, or yeah. created. It's just, if, if I want to pretend that I've reached the it's end of ending. it, then I'm an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that's my philosophy in life. Yeah, like, yeah. There is no, like, I'm not going to, oh, I'm the best business owner. I'm the best PT. I'm the best person I can be. It's like, I'm going to be continuously learning yeah. and trying to improve until the day I die. Yeah. I, hopefully, hopefully, right? Like, so, so we've got like two to three years to purple. Then purple, what's next after purple? Brown. All right. What are we thinking? What, what so, so, so this is when life starts to come up. Okay. So yeah, okay. now, now, now people have been in the game for seven or eight years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they came in, they were... They were young and they, <laughs> or, or they were already older or, yeah, yeah. or one thing or another, they get married, they have yeah. kids, things slow down. Okay. So sometimes people are a purple belt and they have a year, they only have like maybe, you know, 50 hours on the mat Okay. when they should have way more time on the mat, yeah. but they have kids. They yeah. just had, you know, just had a baby and I have to factor that into the equation. It's yeah. like, well, I don't classify them as a brown belt, but maybe they're becoming more of the hobbyist. Yeah. You know, like where like this is not going to where they they need to be an expert so where they're not questioned. So like when they get their butt whipped by a by blue belt, they don't feel bad. I don't, I don't want that ever for a brown belt. Okay, yeah. And so so I try to keep them up to date, but life gets in the way. So sometimes it's a quick one. Sometimes it's two years. Sometimes it's three. Okay. Wow. Um. Sometimes it's five because yeah. life is in the way and they're traveling, they're moving, they're doing different things. Mm-hmm. Like 
it's it's all what they're what they're allowed to do, like what what their allotment of time can is capable of. Is okay. Get, like you know, I'm not gonna tell anybody in the world like, hey, I have, uh, you know, like I have two kids and I just got a promotion from my job. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, it's gonna take you longer to get your brown belt. Yeah. Like that's just the life. That's yeah. the life, but I'll take that into consideration. Okay. I but hope yeah. to. Yeah. It's like hours put in, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. Interesting. Mad yeah. time mm-hmm. and, and just knowledge. Just like when I see the right move, like so. There's efficient moves. There's a, there's a number of things you can do in a position, and there's probably two that are the most efficient. Mm-hmm. And the higher belts choose the most efficient. You know, it's like they don't put themselves in more danger. They're always checking themselves. So it's like if I go for an armbar on top, I'm going to find a way to stay on top. Yeah. The guy who's inefficient goes to the goes to their back, somebody who's just as good as them will get out of that arm bar. And now they're on bottom or they're, they got their guard pass or something like that. It's like, you want to make the most efficient decisions. And so that's when I start seeing really high level guys start to be creative that they're making efficient decisions okay. and that they're easily critiqued. I can critique a guy and be like, you know, that was crap. Like, you know, that was crap. That was a bad, that was a crap decision. Okay. And they're like, yep, you're right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So then, then with brown to black, brown to black could be two years, could be you know four, could be five. It really okay. depends on 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 where they're you know like it could be a fast, it could be one year. Yeah, like they could just be killing it. Um, yeah. I just want a black belt. So if they're if they're a black belt under you know my lineage, I want them to be progressive. Yeah. And I don't want any of the nose in the air ego yeah. stuff. I want them to always be asking questions. I want them to always be questioning themselves mm-hmm. and for them to, to really be like black belts where you start to learn. It's like, where like, you have like all the tools to, to yeah. be great. You're just and, learning. At yeah. Black belt, huh? That's what I think. I really do. <laughs> starts I, over. Yeah. It starts over. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the last belt you get too. Yeah. You know? So it's like, you might as well, it's there's after that, I think my, my, my coach told me this is that it's just gray hairs afterwards. Cause when you get your stripes, it's just for every uh, years that you've been involved in the sport, still being involved in the sport after black. So okay. you don't get like, I don't get a stripe or a new belt. Like every three years I get a stripe. Okay. You know? So every three years, stripe, stripe, yeah. stripe. And then it goes every six years, stripe, stripe, stripe. Okay. And so it's just, it's just age in the belt. And if you're not being progressive and you're, and you're not open to everything, you know, uh-huh. you're not studying, then yeah. you're not really a black belt. You know, like you stopped, you, you quit. You're like the blue belt that quit. You know, like, like you have all this, all this stuff that you can share and get better and refine uh-huh. and you're not doing it, you know, so. So you just, so you just had a student that became black belt, right? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I heard you the day, um, we're going to ask about something else in a second with regards to that. But did you mention that he was a blue belt for six years? My 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 master was oh, blue belt. Your for six master years. six years. Okay. So the guy who got a black belt, he's been doing it for seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, on and on, on and off. I think he took some breaks. He, yeah, yeah. he had some things come up. He, yeah, yeah. he had kids. He, I think he played pro football, semi pro football. And okay. So there's just things that came in and out, and he fought MMA and maybe he did less gi. I mean, he's very good. Yeah. Um, and he was he was black belt level. Um, for a year or two now. Yeah. Um, but it just took, you know, like he just kept coming and it was just one of those times where it was just like, it was, it felt like the right time. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was, ex- you know, it's exciting for me because that's a big deal. And I we yeah. been down to Orlando to see my master to do it there with him there. And yeah. So it's kind of like the whole full circle. And, and he's, and he realizes now that he's in a position that he's coaching. Yeah. Not only are you coaching, but you are, you have to grow the school. You, yeah. have, you have to like rub your, your talent has to rub on everybody. Uh-huh. And if you're stingy with it, it's not going to be, it's not going to be good. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't think I, anybody in my school is stingy. Yeah, yeah. That's the best part is that nobody's stingy with anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, so there's, there's rivalries. Everybody wants to beat everybody. <laughs> like you're constantly. That's healthy competition. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Else. yeah. But I, I think like I see him coming in now and there's like this new, yeah. In, in like this new feeling of, of like where he's, he has a place yeah. and he has a new purpose. And okay. that's what I, I like. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like, he's been doing the brown belt thing for a while, beating up everybody yeah. for a while, you know, making efficient choices and not so efficient choices. I'm yeah. Like, oh, why'd you choose that? You know, yeah. like he, <laughs> for me, he's, he's the, he's that the guy that I, that I, I thought that he's the guy that 
will go for a move that will wind him up on bottom that will get his guard passed and he'll wind up choking the guy out three seconds later. Yeah, yeah. Which is a black belt level thing to do, yeah. but it's also choosing on a route of efficiency that's not going to work against everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you let a really high level black belt out of that position and you and they get on top of you, you're you're done. Yeah, yeah. You might be cooked. That might be the end of the match for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like those those things like that. And he started making more efficient decisions. And he, like he always had black belt moves. He always yeah. looked like a black belt. Yeah. His choices were just uh-huh. too too many mistakes. And then it's success. Mm-hmm. And it's like, then he started just making better choices, make, making better things, asking more questions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the guy. Yeah, yeah. Got the belt. And now he's coming in with the that new black belt, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like you inflate somebody and it's like, he wants to give now. Yeah, and yeah. so it's perfect. It was the right choice at yeah. the right time. Yeah. It's such like an interesting cycle. I feel like, you know, especially because we're putting ego aside here because I feel like gyms in general – I think we've talked about this. Gyms suck. Gyms are like the worst place. Everyone has an ego. No one's being friendly. No one's helping everyone else. Yeah, like a global gym. Like yes. Everyone's got their headphones on. No one's talking to each other. And then on top of that, gym, you're like, what's going on? Then on top of that, there's no, like, we'll say belt system. So it's like people that have never been in the gym before, I guess you could say, are trying to do black belt shit, you yeah. know? Like, I feel like I feel like gyms, CrossFit gyms, all types of gyms need some sort of, like, hierarchy or fitness needs some sort of hierarchy. People that... I've never run before. Just like you know, I'm gonna go run a uh, ultra marathon. You know, right. maybe you people should, just run a marathon. Maybe you should run any... fucking 400 meters. You know, yeah. do something of that like do that efficiently. Um, make good choices. Yes, it's interesting <laughs> though because like I feel like I love the 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 structure behind it, behind martial arts, the concept. You know, leaving the ego behind. There's just so much good shit in there that I think everyone could benefit for. It's really it's really interesting. But I had a question because I've seen it done twice now. Mm-hmm. When people get promoted, everyone lines up at the end of class. Okay, so uh, so everyone lines up at the end of class. The guy that's getting promoted, does he take his gi off so he's shirtless? That's a choice. Okay, so a so choice. usually usually they, they can wear a shirt. Okay. Um, you know, some guys, some guys will, will walk in the gi. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the black belt, it, yeah. it's so so some of this is is, is frowned upon in in, okay, in the community. Okay. So no, it's it's funny because there's like. Well, that's just the most vicious way of doing something, and, and yeah, it's yeah. like Neanderthal. It's like, well, when I got mine, I got thrown on my like judo thrown by thirty black belts. It's like, <laughs> so I don't know which one is worse. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're all, they're all breaking you into the belt, but it's so you walk down the so everybody gets their belts off. like a gauntlet. Yeah, and oh you have to walk God, all the way down, and yeah, walk yeah. all the way back while they whip you. You know, so they all whip you with the belt. Oh wow! And, <laughs> yeah, Sweet, yeah. I love it. Two thousand eighteen, and we're yeah, still this, doing it. This is, right. this is, but but the but the beauty behind it yeah. is that everybody's involved and everybody's excited, and the person walking is happy. Yeah, they could not be more proud of themselves, yeah. and they're taking the walk, and everybody's just whooping on them, and they're involved, and it's almost like everybody's breaking them into the belt. And it's yeah. like every, so everybody gets to be involved mm-hmm. in the promotion. Yeah, it's not yeah. just like watch somebody be like, Hey man, I'm really happy for you. Yeah. It's like, they get to whack you on the back. Be like, I'm really happy for you. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like that kind of, um, and, and it's so strange. You know, like if, if I think if my, my students didn't like it, yeah. I, I would get rid of it, but it's just, everyone seems like they're having the greatest oh my time God. ever. Yeah. It's, doing it's it. the, the person walking. It's a problem. He's laughing at it. Yeah. He's like, he like, one person like hit him like weak. He was like, come on. And I was <laughs> like, and then he's like, he made a person like, like whip him again. It was just, it's the, it's really Neanderthal. We call it Polish Hall. Polish Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but it's a camaraderie piece. Like everyone yeah. has to go through it. Everyone wants yeah. to go through it. Everyone gets to participate. Like, yeah, it's just like I feel like it's a deeper, it's also- deeper level of camaraderie. Like I know there's a lot of like group fitness, you know, and everyone's like coming together. You know, we like to suffer together. Yeah, suffer together. But like yeah. this is almost like you're almost taking it to a whole new level, but a, a whole more, we'll say, positive level. You know what I mean? Because like. You know, because one second you're trying to kill the person, then the next, you know, the timer goes off. You say, "Good roll, that was awesome." You know, and every, no one's there to actually really hurt you. They're just trying to make everyone better. So mm-hmm. it's a whole different level. Or like, I just feel like you connect with a person on a whole new level when you're trying to hurt them. Right. I guess. You know, I don't want to say hurt them. But yeah, you know it's a level of respect and probably yeah. a level of trust that you 100%. probably couldn't get in any other and, and way. The one, and besides, the one thing I've noticed yeah. too there, because I, I teach a, a movement or a functional training class there too. And the one thing I've noticed working there, and I've talked to a friend who teaches the same thing at another jujitsu gym, 
holy shit, everyone listens so well there. Oh my God, everyone is so You can tell them do whatever, yeah. Oh, you go to a, a lot of, just in my experience, coaching at CrossFit Other kind of gyms, yeah. Nobody freaking listens, you know, but if you... If maybe it's just like you're, you're listening. Well, they're used to it. There's an instructor. There's a class. This is what they do. This yeah. is, you know. What I mean? Oh, it's yeah. great. The level of respect, you mm-hmm. know, seriousness, you know, and I don't know what it is, but it's great. I love it when people actually listen. Yeah. Um, we're What's just, that whole frame of mind? It's like. Well, I think it's the mindset. Yeah. You know, of everything being a movement practice. I don't care what it is, whether it's yeah. CrossFit, yoga, whatever. We had this when we talked to Ashley. Yeah. We spoke. It's like, this isn't just like, come in, get a belt, see you later. It's like, this is a continuum. This is a practice. This yeah. is how people should view their own health and their own practice. In yeah. General, you know? Yeah. Not being concerned about the end goal or anything yeah. like you were saying, you know, worry about yourself, worry about the process, worry about what you're doing. Get don't better think, every day. Yeah. You know, don't think about whether it's the belt, whether it's the number on the scale, whether it's your abs, whatever the hell it is. Um, so I know we're running close on time. I know you like to ask spitfire questions, but so when I posted on Instagram, yep. I got some people out one to ask him some questions. So oh, I have, really? okay, I yeah. have some questions here, so I'm not going to say names. So first one here, so, and these are good BJJ questions for anyone. So the first one is, should a serious practitioner competitor place more emphasis on drilling their technique or hard live training? Drilling their technique. Drilling their technique? Is there like a, a split where it's like 60-40, Well, you need, you need the live training. You need the, the, the experience to yeah, put yeah. it together, but nothing breaks. Like, like if you learn to swing a – a uh, golf club the correct way a thousand times, yeah. you're probably going to swing it correct when you actually have the ball in front of you. Yeah, yeah. And so, a good analogy. if you yeah. really want to be great at something, you have to drill the crap out of it. Like that's it. Yeah. Like that's and that's the hardest thing is 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 not being bored with the repetitive, 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 mm-hmm. repetitiveness. Yeah. Shit, I love being good. That's good. <laughs> okay, you're so. rare, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, who were your main influences when you were coming up in BJJ? Like, who did you look at? Um. So the thing was that I got involved in MMA before BJJ. So okay. like I was the backwards uh, way of doing things. So I would look at like Joaquin Hansen was like one of my favorite okay. fighters. But then we started looking at like when I started looking at jiu-jitsu, it was mm-hmm. like Marilla Bustamante, who okay. was, uh, comes from the Carlson Gracie lineage, who was a friend of my my master, um, looking at guys like uh, Ted Aday, mm-hmm. um, looking at guys like – even like young brown belts, like looking at the Mendez brothers, yeah. and they started coming up. It was, yeah. Um, basically, it's always changing. So there's always like a, a piece of everybody that I like. Yeah. It's like I don't like just one guy that I want to be like. There's like I like this part of this guy and this part of this guy. Mm-hmm. And Another this, side yeah. of an expert because yeah. usually when you just do one dogma, one thing, you limit yourself. Yeah, right? 100%. Like if you're just uh, mm-hmm. you just do grasping technique or you just do this one specific yes. thing. Yes, 100%. you need to learn from different philosophies because you can learn from everything right. and you can meld those together to create your own philosophy. Like, yeah, lo and behold, you could do something. I love yourself. it. Yeah. Are you, are you want your Spitfire questions? Yeah. yeah. We, do, we do Spitfire questions at the end. So basically, it's just the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. You got to um, spit out. The first thing we, well, I want to ask because we ask everybody this. Oh, yeah. What do you like? I'm still trying to find the best way to like, what do you consider a healthy person? Like what does health mean to you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, got I've got to ask everybody because we like ask everybody. So it's like, I would no. say what a healthy person to me is somebody who is number one, feels good is happy. Like that, that should be the criteria. And then everything else should be secondary. Like mm-hmm. if you're overweight, you're overweight. Does that mean you're not healthy? Well, then there's, I think the mind is way more important than mm-hmm. the body. Cause if the mind's right, the body can get right. Mm-hmm. If the mm-hmm. mind's not right and the body's perfect, man, it's just a downhill kind of thing. It's, we talked about yeah. it last episode. Yes. A lot yeah. about people whose body looks really good, but their mind was yeah, not yeah. right. You right. Know? Like having a nice car that doesn't have an engine in it yeah. or something. So mind, then body, then just everything else is happy, happy happiness. Like find a passion. If you're passionate, and you're if you if, if you love, if it's fighting. Uh, <laughs> if you love jujitsu yeah. and you're 250 pounds and you're overweight, mm-hmm. but you love jujitsu mm-hmm. and you're not you don't look like you're in peak physical condition, you're eating bad food, you're more healthy than I think somebody that's got less body fat uh less body fat percentage and is completely unhappy in their life. That's I think you said something really that yeah. resonated with me and it was like and I think everybody kind of needs this. They need a bigger why, right? Mm-hmm. So you were partying, you're yeah. doing your own thing. You had no direction. And finally you're like, 
I have a reason yeah. to stop drinking. I, yeah. You know what I mean? Something that's bigger than myself. Right. Yeah. We're just left to our own devices. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to party and yeah. sit around and just, yeah. you know, all day. Yeah. <laughs> all day. Yeah. But if I have a reason to yeah. not drink, I have a reason yeah. to train really hard. I have a reason to be a better human. Right. Babe, that's it. Find it's, that better reason. You have to find it at some point, yeah. I think. But if it's family, great. If it's yeah. something else, yeah. it's CrossFit. If it's making people help, you have to find something that is an obsession because, yeah. like, otherwise... I don't know what is at the end of life, but I know that there's only a short amount of time to really mm -hmm. be obsessed and like feel good about like, Hey, I'm doing this. This is yeah. a good feeling. Good yeah. feeling. You know, yeah. And not just the drinking, good feeling, not just the yeah. party. Good feeling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We all, we all want to think another theory. We want to give back to the world in some kind right. of way and right. get to have exactly. a big cause yeah. to do that. We can't just be all selfish. All right. Spitfire. What are you best at? Uh, Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> Good answer. I don't know if many people would argue that. What do you suck at? Um, I would say that I am scatterbrained. So I my my ADD spinning one time in one place for any amount of time is probably about five minutes before I am Getting doing empty. something else. I'm doing something else by accident. Yeah. Yeah. Like so that. What is the number one thing? Oh wow, the public should do to maintain their health and fitness. The number one thing the public should do to maintain yeah. their health and fitness, um, a new question. find a passion. Um, that's number one is, is that if it's cooking, great. Yeah. That's health. I mean, there's so many degrees of health. If yeah. you're cooking and you love cooking, that's something healthy. Like, so it has to be that there has to be that, yeah. it, that outer reach. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. What is your walkout song? <laughs> oh man. Uh, Psycho Kids. Yeah, so yes, <laughs> yeah. Psycho Psycho Killer by Talking Heads. Okay, I'll have to link that one. Yeah, that. it's one of the best. Favorite cartoon? Man, right now I, I really like Rick and Morty. Um, so I'm really a nerd for Rick and Morty. Um, I haven't watched yet. I've multiple people it, tell it's, me it's very funny. It's very funny, and it's okay. it goes in line. It has a plot, and yep, so yep. it's not just like a. But you it's like time traveling or, in it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like cartoons too. Yeah. That's why I sent you that question. <laughs> Yeah, more about more about cartoons. Uh, if you weren't in Bra Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, like mm -hmm. doing what you are now, what do you think you'd be doing? Which I'm really curious to hear your answer <laughs> because it's like probably something that I would dive headfirst and like. So if maybe I, I really do like being creative, so yeah. maybe I would try really hard to be a, a screenplay writer yeah, or yeah. try to write t for TV. Or try to write for movies. I, I really do enjoy mm -hmm. like that whole like watching TV. I understand like where it's going. And I'm yeah. surprised. So I like I would like to be involved in that process. Probably. Yeah, that's great. Cool. What is the last TV show you watched? Perfect segue. Um. So I just finished Succession on HBO. So HBO just had their last finale of Succession, yeah, yeah. and that was uh, tremendous. That, What's that, that about? I mean, it's about it. I guess um. So a very very rich family that like billionaires. Think of Trumps, but then think of like this inner family working of almost like Game of Thrones of an inner family working and like them okay. trying to do like hostile takeovers of businesses and the, the kids are all screwed up and the dad doesn't give enough love and the dad's kind of wonky. It's beautifully done. It's funny as heck. It's not supposed to be funny, but the way that they treat each other yeah, is yeah. funny. It's done by Will Ferrell and uh, Adam McKay, who's really? comedians, but it's very serious. So it's like a very serious thing, but it's. Succession. Yeah. Cool. We went to that. Uh, last one. What's the last book you read? Or if you have any recommendations. The for Power of Negative Thinking. I reread that. Okay. Um, by Bobby Knight. By Bobby Knight. And it is undoes the optimism bias. Um, huh. I believe that you should be confident in everything you do, but be ready to uh, be shown something better, okay. a better way of doing it. Yeah. And also when you're confident, be confident because of the work you put behind it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm the best. I'm probably the best in the room because of what I've done. Yeah, yeah. I'm not the best in the room because I am who I am. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and there's like a percentage of like people who think that they're in the top eighty or ninety percent in their work, and that's the statistics don't work like that. Yeah. So if you like, think you are, you're not. Yeah. That's yeah, the bottom yeah. line. We've yeah. talked yeah. about that. Yeah. And so it's he's he has a lot of thoughts like myself. It's like no, we're going to do the practice. We're going to do it like this because we don't want to make mistakes. Yeah. So. It's not a negative book. It's not like a, it's, it, it's, it's like cover all your bases at yeah. all times. Always be ready. 
So I'm I'm listening to a book called The Charisma Myth, and it's really good. If you guys haven't, Charisma, Charisma Myth, Charisma Myth, the Charisma Myth. So like uh, that, basically that you're born with charisma. I'm at no charisma. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a learn. It's yeah, a learn. It's a you have charisma, yeah. you don't even know it. Yeah. But you definitely do. So, and it talks about that anxiety and like negative thinking has a purpose. Like yeah. it's an ingrained survival instinct. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the one instinct is to create action. Like when I'm anxious, I'm anxious until I create action to change right. that. And so if you understand that that's a negative thing or negative right. thinking, then that creates action, then it could actually be a positive thing. It's a survival instinct. I love that because I was reading Daniel Coyle. Uh, who does uh, Talent, Talent Code? Code. Yeah. He did a new book about the Culture Code. Culture Code, I haven't read it. Right, which I started, okay. um, and I then I jumped over to another book. But, ADD kicked in. Yeah, <laughs> I jumped into the. But he was saying that basically uh, being part of a group yeah, yeah. is almost a survival instinct because in the, you would be cast away yeah. if you didn't belong. Yeah, and so yeah, it's 100%. like it's like so you need that that feeling of like I'm like this other person, so don't throw me away. Yeah, kind of thing, and that comes from like. Oh, years and years and yeah. years and years and years. So you can't be different. It's like, that's good, but it's also negative as well. Yeah. 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 Once you learn, like I get kind of geek out on this stuff is kind of my next evolution of cognitive biases and mm-hmm. learning what those are and how you can actually, once you know, then you actually can find out what you're doing right or wrong right. and lead it down the right path. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, we can nerd on. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. This was yeah, really was interesting. Awesome. This was uh, an awesome hour. Um, Thank you. As always, please leave a um, review on iTunes, five stars. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. What's up, everybody? Eve here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Charleston Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please leave us any comments. We're always looking to improve or recommend a guest. Yes, we take recommendations. Also, if you want to learn a little bit more about us and our health and human performance clinic, where we do physical therapy and performance training, please go check out madetomovept.com. Again, that's made, the number two, movept.com. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.